Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is your moment. Your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You want to support Roller Barge Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. As Roller Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roller Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. You can make this possible. All right, folks, the African Union has come under fire for terminating the appointment of Arakana Chihuambori Quayle. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, got it. It's ambassador to the United States. Now, a spokesperson for the AU chairman's office says that she has come to the end of her political appointment after spending three years in the position, but her supporters believe that she is being punished for her views. Joining us now for an exclusive interview uh, about her dismissal is the former AU ambassador to the United States. So, okay, so um, you were appointed three years ago. Who appointed you? It was the then chairman of the African Union, uh, Her Excellency Nkosazana Lamini Zuma. And who made the decision to end your tenure? It was um, the current chairperson, His Excellency Mustafa Ki Mahamat. All right. And so uh, did you have any, any uh, knowledge that they were unhappy with your performance? 
um, was or was it something that you said, something that you did? That, what, was it? Did it catch you completely by surprise? It wasn't really a surprise. Uh, I think based on some uh, information I had been uh, privileged to, which I really can't disclose at this time, uh, about five months earlier. Uh, so it wasn't really a surprise as such. And so this is this cause, I mean, this has been lots of discussion back and forth, uh, obviously, um, from your supporters. And they say that your um, breakdown of the history of how uh, modern-day Africa was created, colonization, and the control or impact uh, France has had on many of the many African countries uh, is why you were let go. My supporters feel that way, and there's some, um, some suggestion and some evidence. Like I said, I'm not privy to, uh, to that information, but I would, uh, there is some, some evidence to that effect, yes. So you, were, so, so you believe that that France is still uh, try, uh, is trying to silence you? Do you believe that? Let me put it this way. Um, maybe I lasted longer than I probably would have based on um, my views on uh, France. And it's not even my view. It's basically stating the facts in terms of what France is doing to Africa. Uh, what they're currently doing? What they're currently doing and have been doing for decades uh, since... Uh, the quote-unquote independence of the uh, former French colonies, yes. Um, so what is happening? Because, look, the reality is a lot of Americans are not necessarily hearing about what's happening in African nations. Seven of the top ten fastest-growing economies are, uh, are come, come from Africa, but you also have a significant impact of the Chinese in many African countries as well. Um, and so do you believe that uh, the government of France uh, is, still has uh, a lot of control over a number of African nations, of their former colonies? They have significant control over uh, all of their former colonies, uh, specifically 14 of them. Uh, just to uh, give you the highlights of what they did when they were giving the uh, independence, so to speak, to their former colonies, they forced them to sign a document which they are calling the pact for the continuation of colonization. You have to understand on one hand they're saying we're giving you independence, which turned out to be mostly uh, political independence, but that you also have to sign this document which is titled the pact for the continuation of colonization. So you're going to be independent, but you have to agree to continue to be colonized. So two countries said absolutely not. We are not going to sign those two, uh, the, that document. Those two countries? Mali and uh, Guinea. Okay. And what the French did, they went into those two countries, took everything that th they thought they had brought to those two economies, poured concrete into the sewage pipes, and completely devastating the two economies. This was done as a way of letting the other countries know that if you do not sign this document, this is the fate that awaits you. How has that negatively impacted those African countries? It has uh, impacted them Terribly, terribly, terribly. If you look at it, uh, you give up your, uh, the pact for the continuation of colonization said those countries were expected to deposit 85% of their bank reserves uh, back then uh, with the uh, French Central uh, Bank under the control of the French Minister of Finance. And should those countries wish to uh, request some of those monies, because remember they were only left with 15% of, uh, of their reserves then they would have to submit a financial statement for the country 
and if approved, they could only access up to 20% of whatever they had deposited the year before as a loan at commercial interest rates. The only difference now is the 85% deposits have now been lowered down to maybe between 50 and 60%. But the countries are still forced and required to deposit their bank reserves with the French Central Bank. Um, so picture this situation. You are depositing all your monies with France. Should you need some of your money, you get it as a loan at commercial interest rates. So immediately, you have a credit with France, but you begin to owe France. This has been going on and continues to this day. So combined, the 14 countries are giving to France cash, cold hard cash, over $500 billion every year. And France takes that money and invests it in its own stock market under the French name, and the countries may or may not know the returns. Currently, for every 14 billion that France takes out of Africa, by the time they finish investing it in the French stock market, they are realizing upwards of 300 billion. So you do the math to see how much money France is taking out of Africa every year. And yet France has the audacity to then look at African countries and call them poor countries. Why would poor African countries give $500 billion to France year in and year out? What really gets me the most is, how does the world sit back and watch this carnage take place in Africa. Where is the United Nations? This is the body that's supposed to be looking out uh, for any violations of human rights. It is my humble opinion that singularly, what France is doing to Africa is the biggest violation of human rights. Women and children are dying of starvation, youth unemployment, when the same poor countries are giving $500 billion to France. It simply does not make any sense. And I don't know how the world can sit back and watch all this unfold and nobody is saying anything. It's unacceptable. It is wrong and we're simply asking France to do what is right, what is just and what is fair with the Africans. I attended um, the event that took place uh, at the um, embassy here uh, and we actually ran your speech. Uh, where you gave the history uh, of what took place and how modern-day Africa was carved up. Uh, for the folks who don't know, explain the Berlin Conference. The Berlin Conference was uh, our colonizers' way of seeing to it that Africa and her children are forever defeated and dominated. They came together in Berlin at the invitation of the then-Chancellor of Germany, um, Bismarck, to divide up Africa. 1891? What was November 1884 to it. February of 1885. Got it. They met and chopped up Africa into the tiny little economies that we see today. Economies that clearly cannot survive on their own. Economies that are easy to destabilize should they begin to look like they're having a leg up. Economies that will make it very difficult for these countries to trade with each other. You see, economic development is increased productivity from one production cycle to the other. If you interfere with the ability of countries to trade, you immediately mess with economic development. So th that partitioning of Africa back in 1884 and those partitionings remain in place today 
is responsible for a lot of what has happened in Africa, our inability to grow our economies, our inability to, to travel from one country to the other. You look at tourism. If you need to go to Africa and visit three different countries, you got to send your passport to, to D.C. three different times. And each time your passport comes back, you got to send it again to another country, two, three, four weeks before you get your passport back. And then you got to send it back to Washington. At times, those, those embassies are on the same street. You could have walked from one embassy to the other to the other, but you can't do it. And by the time you get your passport back with the third visa, the visa for the first country is expired. Who needs to go through all that? So you say, forget it. I'm not going to Africa. I'm going to Europe. At every level, what we see happening today in Africa that affects economic development is directly related to what was done in 1884. You try to go from one part of Africa to the other, it's easier to fly into Europe and then come back down. Why? A lot of the airspaces were closed. All of it, thanks to the Berlin Conference. So people don't realize that that decision has everlasting implications on what goes on in Africa. And at the end of the day, it crystallizes down to our failure to grow our economies because it is very expensive to do business between from one country to the other. So I'm going to Ghana in... Um, in December. So if I'm in Ghana and I want to fly to Nigeria or go to Kenya, what's that process? Nigeria is almost impossible because it's going to take you a while to get a visa to go to Nigeria. I'm not so sure about Kenya, but again, you need a visa but, to, to those countries. But if I was in France and I wanted to go to Germany, or I wanted to go to another European country. As a, as a, as a U.S. citizen with a U.S. passport, you're fine. You can just go. Uh, if you're from another country, you can actually just apply for what they call a Schengen visa. A Schengen visa allows you to travel throughout Europe. One visa will allow you to travel throughout Europe. Okay, but what I'm trying to understand is, uh, so those rules that were set up that, that, that prohibits me from being in Ghana and deciding to say, hey, I want to go, next three days I want us to go to Nigeria. Uh, those rules were set up when? Those rules were set up back in 1884. However, we as African leaders now are beginning to realize that we need to do something about this. So a lot of them now within Africa, we have what we are calling visa on arrival, where you show up. Uh, at the borders and you can apply for a visa and you get it. But not all countries uh, are, are doing visa on arrival. So you have to check the website of every country to see what, for your particular passport, what are the visa requirements. This is, uh, go, to, go, go to my, um, uh, actually it, it went away. Um, I'm trying to pull this map up. Uh, and once we have it up, I want to pull it up. because I want to show, so, so give our folks a sense of Africa before the Berlin Conference and afterwards, because when I look at this map, what I see is uh, I don't see as many countries as we see today. So we see, we see uh, Henry, go to my iPad, please. So this is a map of uh, Africa before the Berlin Conference. Correct. So what we were prior to the Berlin Conference were massive, powerful kingdoms. Kingdoms with well-established religious and educational systems. Kingdoms that preceded the Greek civilization, the Roman Empire. If the truth be told, civilization began in Africa. Have you ever wondered why? 
when they talk about Greek philosophers, the mathematicians, they were sent to Egypt for training, to Egypt for advancement. It's because Africa already had it. The pyramids, the Zimbabwe ruins, they were there over 2,500 years before the Greek civilization, 2,500 years before the Roman Empire. It all started in Africa. That's part of the history that was cut out, and they set out to get us to forget that life as we know it began in Africa. Civilization as we know it began in Africa. The Europeans stole it from us. Um, Explain the difference between uh, the AU and the AUC. The African Union is the uh, membership of all the 55 African heads of states. The African Union Commission is the working organ of the African Union. So the African Union has a president who's always another head of state, and that membership is for one year. The working organ of the African Union is the African Union Commission, and it also has a chairperson. That term is four years, and that's who Chairman Musafaki Muhammad is. Jason. So, uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask a question, and if you knew, uh, I have a friend who's from the Comoros Islands, and he was telling me about the difference between some of the other islands and, in particular, one island that's under French control called Mayotte. Uh, I was wondering if, if you could expand on that and tell me a little bit about... Well, basically, about well, it's like when you go to the Caribbean. Uh, you can even go to St. Martin. You have one part which is Dutch and the other part mm -hmm. which is French. They just chopped up these islands and these countries arbitrarily. It depends on who wanted what. You take, for example, uh, part of uh, uh, the, the Kilimanjaro uh, was supposed to all be in Tanzania. But uh, I think it was uh, one of the queens... Uh, the English queens was visiting, and uh, the story goes that the, the granddaughter says, oh, but grandma, I like that mountain. And so the grandma just said, okay, no problem. Let's just move the border a little bit into Tanzania so my granddaughter can have part of Mount Kilimanjaro. It was so very random, depending on who felt what. You look at how uh, the DRC dips into Zambia in a very funny way. It's because Leopold decided he wanted a little bit more of the, uh, of the copper in Zambia, so he just carved it out the way he wanted it. It was all very arbitrary, and if you had a voice and the ability to do so and say, this is what I want, okay, no problem, we put the border here. Um, you mentioned earlier how you don't understand how the UN or any other global humanitarian entity has not interfered and, you know, acted on behalf of AU, AUC, etc. I have that same concern now that I'm listening to you. But has there been a process? Is there a process um, to to act um, against France uh, legally uh, regarding the UN, the Hague? Anything, because this to me seems like a clear violation of humanitarian laws, especially your uh, recollection of them dumping concrete into sewers. It is a serious violation against humanity. Well, let me say, over the years, we have had some heads of states who have tried to pull out of the pact for the continuation of colonization. Sadly, there were coups in those countries and they found their heads you know, simply put on the chopping block, they were assassinated. So the realities and the fear that countries might have are real because of the consequences from France should they decide to pull out. So there really hasn't been. Um, lately, we heard about the uh, 
vice prime minister of Italy. They were sick and tired of the young African youth uh, crossing the Mediterranean and ending up on the southern borders. And so they challenged France and said, listen, next time we receive uh, these refugees, we are going to bring them to France because you are the one who's taking all, that all those funds out of Africa. That's why African economies cannot develop themselves because of what France is doing in Africa. So, but there hasn't been a coordinated effort to really say, France, enough is enough. You have got to stop this. And I think, as a black woman, as a mother, I'm at a point where I've had enough. What would that and take? something needs to be done. What would that take for a coordinated effort? If all of Africa could come together, if the entire continent could come together. But our reality is, because of the stronghold that France has on Africa, France can destabilize any of its former colonies with the push of a button. So the reality is, trying to push back against France, it's mission impossible at this time. Which is why we are very pleased that finally, the African heads of states were able to come together and agreed on what we are calling the African Continental Free Trade Area. You got to understand back in 1963, when our Pan-African leaders came together and created the Organization of African Unity, mm -hmm. they were trying to undo the damage done by the Berlin Conference. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, when they went to Addis Ababa, they were divided. We had the Casablanca group, who were Ghana, Guinea, Mali, Egypt, Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia. They were outnumbered by the others, who were the nationalists, who said, let's go slow. The Casablanca group, who, who said, Africa for the Africans at home and abroad, African Union now. Had we won, had the Casablanca group won in 1963, Africa would be in a very different place mm -hmm. because all these borders would have been eliminated back then. They came up with a compromise, which we are calling Organization of, of African Unity. Year in, year out, for 55 years, the African heads of states met. The issue of an Africa speaking with one voice, one continent, one Africa was tabled. And year in and year out, we failed to reach consensus until last year, March 2018, when they finally agreed that enough is enough. Africa must speak with one voice. Africa must enter the world stage as one customs union, as one continent speaking with one voice. That is the only way that Africa can begin to take her rightful place on the world stage. So it's been a lengthy process, thanks to the legacy of colonization. It seems to me that this should have been a slam dunk. It's common sense. Mm -hmm. But because of interferences from former colonizers that just kept getting in the way. You look, for example, now West Africa is trying to have the West African uh, echo and have one currency for West Africa. Even that process, mm -hmm. it has taken decades because they keep getting interference from outside. So yes, efforts have been made, but not in a coordinated way mm -hmm. because of influences wow. and interruptions interference from the outside. Ambassador, may I ask a, an, another question? And that is about Kwame Nkrumah. Do you think that France and some of these European powers were involved in the death of Kwame Nkrumah? Not so much France. France was mostly involved in uh, coups that took place um, in, uh, in its former colonies. Uh, we've had a total of 67 coups uh, on the continent, and 26 countries were involved. And of the 26 countries, 16 countries were former uh, French colonies. Hey, I just wanted to just mention very quickly, um, this is a, it's a lot, it's overwhelming. 
Yes, um, it is. And thank you for your bravery and even Absolutely. speaking out. Yes. But one of the things that I was, I was sitting here and I was actually going to the comments and I, and I guess I don't have a question as so much as a statement. The, the education that you're giving us, you know, I've never really considered the Berlin Conference. I've, I've never considered that's that's that that that's that what set all this in motion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've really never considered that. But to hear you really um, just give us that timeline and the parallel to what's happening here on the main in the United States as far as European influence, and to hear what's going on in Africa and the things that have kept the African, you know, African citizens, you know, the motherland, have kept them behind, you know, the money, the $500 billion, you know, to France and things like that. You know, it's a lot, but it's to real, I can listen to you all day, you know, <laughs> I should say that. Um, but the parallel that I'm really just, if we, we read these things in history books and we talk a lot of, in politics about, you know, and, and a lot of people don't want to hear it because they say, well, you know, that was a long time ago. Well, look at the result of what's happening now. So what do you want African, what can African-Americans do to help? I want the African-Americans to understand their history, to understand that what goes on in Africa is your problem. You must own it. As a person of African descent, Africa is home. Africa is your anchor. And that you need to realize that until you fill that void, the average African-American, if not all African-Americans, whether they realize it or not, there is a void from, from not knowing where you come from. Mm. And that void has got to be filled in. It is a void that is very sub, uh, in the subconscious, deep in your subconscious. First, you must realize that voice, void is there. African Americans and descendants of former slaves around the globe, they are the only ones who struggle with the issue mm. of where do I come from. Mm. I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends, an African American, about seven years ago. And I honestly can't believe that in my old age and all these years that I've lived in this country, it had never occurred to me that the issue of where do I come from is an issue. Because I've never had to ask myself that. Mm. Until one day I'm having a conversation with her and she just looked me straight in the face and says, you know, those of you from the continent, you never have to deal with the issues that we deal with as African Americans. The simple issue of where do I come from? Mm. And for a split second, I stopped and I put myself in her position to say, I wonder what it feels like to not know where you came from. I had this overwhelming sadness and I quickly snapped myself out of it. Now, can you imagine living in that sadness of just not knowing where you come from? Mm. Can you imagine? Mm. And, and since then, I have been looking for it when I interact with my African-American friends. I remember one time we had an event and this top executive was one of the speakers, but she spoke after me and I talked about this void and the need to reconnect. She started encountering one of ex an experience she had while just on a retreat with co-workers. And everybody was talking about where they come from. I'm German American, I'm Irish American. And as they were getting closer to her, it dawned on her that she didn't know where she came from and she didn't know what she was going to say. And right there on the stage, she broke down. I mean, she could not stop sobbing. I had to go on the stage to hug her because she never, she said, I didn't come here to break down. She never realized that there was this void that was so painful. But because of the environment we were in, she was able to go there. And once she got there, the, her feelings, she was able to express her feelings. So I want the African-Americans to know that Africa is home that what is going on in Africa is your problems and you must get involved. Until you reconnect with your anchor, mm. 
which is Africa, you'll always be like a palm tree. When the wind blows this way, here we go. When the wind blows that way, here we go. Africa is home. Accept it. It is who you are. Mm. Your DNA is the DNA of an African. Your DNA is the DNA of originality. You are the origin mm. of humanity. And Africa is home. Reconnect. The African heads of states, they agreed on a decision this year which they called ARA 400. ARA standing for return, 400 standing for the 400 years. They declared once and for all that descendants of former slaves, Africa is their home and that you must come home. Understand that you are welcome and don't let anyone make you believe that your suffering was worse than those who stayed on the continent. Do you believe seriously that where they took your, your forefathers, they left a bed of roses, they left a milk of, land of milk and honey, honey? The answer is no. Look at what Leopold did in the Congo. Mm -hmm. Over 75% of the population was killed. Look at what the British did to the Kukuyu. Look at what the Germans did in Namibia. The carnage continued. And to this day, actually, the carnage in Africa continues. The colonizers have never left Africa. They must get out of Africa. Whatever it takes to get the colonizers to treat Africa fairly, we are simply asking what anybody else on earth would be asking for, to be treated fairly and for them to do the right thing. What's next for you? Well, I'm going to continue with the movement. I think we, people of African descent, must understand that Africa is home. But one of my priority is to see to it that France abolishes the pact for the continuation of colonization. We, the poor African countries, can no longer continue to give billions of dollars to France. That has got to stop. And it is, if it is the last thing that I do before I die, I will stay on it until it's done. Ambassador Chiambori Quayle, we appreciate it. Thank you so very much. All right, folks, back to our Mark Unfiltered video in just one moment. All right, folks, it's the holiday season. This is when you think about spending time with family and friends. This is also when you count your blessings and support those less fortunate. This year, be a holiday hero and change someone's life forever. Right now, hundreds of thousands of Americans are sitting in jail without being convicted of a crime. Why? Because they lack the financial resources to pay their bail. Now, think about it. If you are arrested for any minor offense, you will be taken directly to jail. If you don't have bail money, you will stay there until a court date is scheduled. That could be days, weeks, or even months. Simply put, America's bail system is broken for people of color. Freedom should be free. That's why the Ebony Foundation has partnered with the Bail Project and is sponsoring the Home by the Holiday campaign. The Bail Project has helped bail out thousands of people over the years. And with your help, they plan to get 1,000 people out of jail by New Year's Day. And that, of course, would be a great holiday gift for many families. A donation from you today can change someone's life tomorrow. Now that you know the people of color represent upwards of 90% of the jail population across the country. And without bail, nearly 90% of those charged with misdemeanors pled guilty. Now, however, uh, with paid bail, less than 2% received the jail sentence. Sometimes justice needs just us. To join the fight, you can donate 25, 50 bucks or more to help the Ebony Foundation bring our brothers and sisters home by the holiday. To donate, go to homebytheholiday.com. That's homebytheholiday.com. Now back to your Roland Martin Unfiltered video. Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourist and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 